Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. This is when I've actually hit the button to record. Both of us have our dressing gowns on again. The gown gang is back. Jules Gill gown is gang. back. Hello, yo, yo. Mr. Jules Gill. How are you doing? Hello, I'm very, very well. Thank you very much. Had a lovely Easter weekend break. How about you? It was, oh man, it was a lovely time. I, I may or may not have eaten three of the four giant eggs that we got um, because my wife- How giant one. are we talking? Well, you only get like the regular ones and you sort of like do like a one and a half size one. That's, we've got, we've got more of them. I mean, I've not, I don't know, I've not indulged in chocolate in a while, but I did feel sick after having it, but then I did keep <laughs> eating the shards. I was kind of like Homer Simpson with the mutated sandwich, but I'm not going to not eat it. It's chocolate. It's right there. Once you can fit more in, it's got to be done. Um, I should say this is the Untitled Banter Podcast. My name is Scott Tilford, joined by Jules Gill. Hello, we everyone. didn't do the champ, but it is the UBP. UPP, UPP, which someday we'll be back in the studio. We can sync it up. Maybe we'll get a theme song. Maybe we'll put a drum beat under it. You never know. Full on metalcore. <laughs> well, no, thinking. no. I, I, I reckon that what we should do is pitch it to the audience. If there's any musos out there that are really, really, <laughs> uh, in, uh, well, they need something to kill the time between now and when we're allowed back outside. Feel free to take any of the following samples and make a music like video or music <laughs> track app. I tell you what, Scott. Before we start this, Go let's on. give them a few samples. So it's just kind of like so they can put it over okay. like a. So imagine there's like a four-four dance beat going on, <laughs> right? And you can just be like, you know, like um the uh, Daft Punk when it was like. Um, I think now, the nearest thing to my sound beat, sound beat, sound bite is just when I used to go, well, I mean, maybe you can use that as some sort of drop. I don't know. Perfect. So I could have one which is like Marmite, peanut butter, mix them together. Takes. I mean, at some point, it's just, I, I don't know if you've seen Taffin. This is definitely the Untitled Banter podcast. I don't yeah, know if you've yeah, seen yeah. Taffin with Piers Brosnan, but um, the bit when he has a go at his uh, live-in girlfriend and says, maybe you shouldn't be living yeah. here. <laughs> and someone took that beat and made, I think it was Radio 1 or something, and did yeah. a, a really like cheesy mid-2000s dance remix. That's the energy that I would I would want from all of this, to be honest. Just I want, I want that Radio um, Banter DJ. I want that MasterChef buttery biscuit base. Like, <laughs> <laughs> They're taking the hobbits to Isengard. Yeah. That used to be the height of the internet. Anyway, and the entire yeah. Battle Podcast, we ask for your questions every week, your thoughts, whatever the hell you're playing, whatever you want to talk about. So we've got a lovely little response from Mr. Jules Gill returning. Um, and so first question from Jacob Wright. Afternoon legends, brilliant. With the rumors nice. of Kojima in talks with Microsoft, what style of game do you think Xbox will do? Uh, Walking Simulator 2.0, a Metal Gear Solid <laughs> spiritual successor, or a completely new IP? I think that we'd all be kidding ourselves if we ever thought that Hideo Kojima would do another sort of Metal Gear Solid adjacent thing. Because mm. look at look at his um, lineage, right? It, that series has been forever burned or tarnished by mm. Konami's actions. And he probably will never return to something like that because 
to be honest, what le- what was there else to do? I know. With Solid Five, he did so much. There was nothing left on the table. Everything was done there. Well, like, it's like apart four from is the like, ending, maybe. Like four is like yes, well, yeah. Uh, four is like eight hours, literally eight hours. It has the the bath, the Guinness World Record for the most cutscenes in a game. Yeah. It's like eight hours of cutscenes in Metal Gear Four, and then he still did another one. The thing is that I I think with him is the uh, I said this when the Kojima news broke the other day or yesterday, whatever day it was. Times a flat circle. Whenever that broke, I was just thinking when Sony signed that deal to get him away from konami and he was like oh kojima productions free agent i'm gonna go to sony and they did a whole video celebrating the fact that they got him i think all those number crunchers all those business types were just thinking yes we've got the metal gear guy he's gonna do another metal gear it's gonna be humongous we're gonna all this stuff and then he did death stranding because he was just given like an open chair to do whatever he wants (laughs) and he's a full-on auteur doesn't care so he's like i'm gonna do a hiking simulator where everybody there's weird ghosts and babies and like babies in jars and it's just watching you play that game and coming in every day was just the (laughs) highlight of my week guys you have no idea what it's like to see scott come in and have like a furrowed brow like he's just been asked the meaning of life and you're like what's up scott you're right he's like i've played death stranding i'm not sure if i like it and then the next day you'll come in next day you'll come in you'll be like oh my god guys death stranding's amazing (laughs) and then the next day you'll just be like i hate death stranding i just oh that game i mean i've never been it's the it's the it's the mario and princess beach scene which if you know what it is then you know what it is but that's the scene that finally broke me where i was just like (sighs) what are you actually doing kojima um, but yeah, until then, it was back and forward when people were going, oh, should I play it? And I was like, oh, there's like a million caveats, mm-hmm. but yes, but no, whatever. Um, but anyway, in terms of this thing, the rumor is comes from Jeff Grubb, who works for VentureBeat, saying that Kojima is in talks with uh, Microsoft to do some sort of Xbox yeah. game, whether it's fully Xbox exclusive or just comes to Game Pass Day 1 or whatever, we don't know. Um, but that idea of Kojima being a free agent and Xbox going, here's some money, like they've been yeah. doing with um, getting Outriders Day 1 and everything else. Yeah, what do you think he'll he'll do with that? Now, I'm not going to say, I'm not trying to be a downer on this situation, but Microsoft don't exactly have the best track record when they buy other developers or IP people and hmm. uh, make games with them. I mean, I'm just saying here, Banjo, because we nuts and bolts. I'm just saying rare when it came to uh, grab by the ghoulies. You know I would hope I'm they've saying? learned from that. If, oh God, if they get Kojima on board and all he does is design avatars. Mate, that might he, work, to be honest. I don't if know. they mix their two, like, <laughs> if they mix their previous examples, it could be... Um, Banjo and Kazima, <laughs> Banjo and Kojima, Banjo, nuts and bants. Oh God, nuts and babies in jars. I mean, like it would be memorable. I guess it would pay off. I just, I remember looking at all the sales figures for Death Stranding thinking that yeah. it was this massive thing and it dropped off the top 10 after the first week. Like it actually uh-huh. wasn't a massive financial success for them. Um, and right now as we're recording this, there's a new story breaking from Bloomberg that yeah. uh, internally Sony have actually canceled Days Gone 2 and that it was uh, that pitched boggles and they went my mind. Yeah, and like that seems like something where the sales speak for themselves, but Sony are in the middle of, there's a whole report from Jason Trier on Bloomberg, like I said, breaking as we're talking um, about the fact that Sony aren't literally are saying they're not interested in making any Japanese games anymore. Things like Ape Escape, things like Gravity Rush. They just want to do big global nebulous things. That and upsets so, me a great deal. Same. Like that is just like, why are you killing out half of Your the identity? Like, oh, a, but to stay focused onto the question, mm-hmm. what game would I like Hideo Kojima to make with Microsoft? I think we've got to look at what Microsoft want, which is a, yes. another huge selling thing. And one of their most successful IPs they've got under them is the Forza Horizon series mm-hmm. or the Forza series as a whole. So my pitch to you and the audience at home <laughs> is... It's a car racing car game. Racing. <laughs> it's, it's, a car, it's, it's, it's a racing game, right? Mod but Nation Races 3. Yes. The twist is, is that you are playing a living car and the car goes Go home like a transformer and has to deal with the breakdown of his marriage. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's literally like the uh, the mech in t- Titanfall 2. It builds to the very end where it eventually gives you a thumbs up and everything yeah. feels all right again. I mean, the thing with that I think with him is that one of the, the things that I love about him is the way that he approaches the medium. Like he'll break the fourth wall. He'll address you as a player. He'll mm-hmm. put you as a player in the story. Like that was Metal Gear 5's big twist and everything. And so like I, he, I imagine he looks at the Game Pass subscriber numbers and just says, look, there's 20 million plus people ready to play something day one. What can I yeah. do with that player base? Um, because even in Phantom Pain, it was like the nuclear disarmament cutscene only triggered if everybody didn't make a nuke. And so obviously that never happened. Yeah. But I like that as a comment on a mass bunch of people playing something. So I'd imagine he would do something like that. Um, I would want him to do another East meets West type thing like Metal Gear, um, yeah. which is kind of what Death Stranding is in a way, but Death Stranding just lost it on the script department. He needs a script writer. He needs someone to bounce ideas off. <laughs> oh, he needs somebody to say no every once in a yeah, while. Yeah, just a little bit. And it's weird because I'm all full in on artistry and authorship and everything else, but at some point he lost it. And it's like, you, like you look back at um, the fact that one person translated the first game and then mm-hmm. over time it became this thing where he was like, no, I'm getting full creative control. And the game's only got wackier since then. And it's like, yeah. you can tell that he's not got anybody saying, Maybe not a man made of bees. Maybe, oh, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe something else. Um, it's a bit weird. She quite but... like the man made of bees. I don't mind the man made of bees, to be honest. That, but that, that's the beginning of the end, really. Yeah. And you've got, okay, in that case, Metal Gear Solid Five, man brought back because he's too angry to die. How yeah, about okay. That? Yeah, I'll just, give you that one. He's made a fire. He's made a fire because he's just made a fire. That's his thing. He's too angry and he's made a fire. Next question from Travis Nichols. Hope y'all are well. Here's a thought provoker. How long should someone play a game before deciding they like it or not? Oh, jeez. That is... <laughs> oh, that's geez. a tough one. Because, oh, jeez. Because you can actually be put off a game before you even played it because mm. of the amount of uh, trailers and media coverage that comes before it. You might have like looked at all of that and just been like, nah, this is not for me or I dislike the way that they're going with this. Yeah. Especially when it's a sequel to something that you already love. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as they start changing it and pushing it, it's like, this is the thing we're changing. You might immediately just be like, nah, 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 mm-hmm, nah, mm-hmm. But it, in reality... I feel like you should give any video game uh, between two to three hours to make its impact because you should always be leading with your best foot forward. I'd yes. say the first hour, you have to have a write-off as just being a tutorial thing to get you through, to get you familiar with the controls. Mm-hmm. But it's that familiarity that comes in around the two to three hour mark where you actually feel confident in what you're doing, mm-hmm. that that's where the game should really be like, right, okay, here's the main thrust of what's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, like you'd think at that point that you you sort of like touched on or you're at least engaged with a number of gameplay loops or whatever. Yeah. Okay, I can see what this game is in full or at least what it's going to be for the remaining time. I, I mean, it does it does kind of write off a few like RPGs and stuff mm-hmm. like that do introduce a lot of like crazy mechanics like 10 hours in, but at the same time, your core experience should already be established. That's the that thing. Point. I think it's just whatever identifies that core loop or that core or, like feeling of the game like if uh, if you play final fantasy old school final fantasy and you immediately realize that oh my god it's it's turn-based combat i can't actually yeah. like do this and it, that's not going to change and oh my god then if that really puts you off then you don't need to do any more of that but like i think for, for me personally i would always dip in and try and get some hands on time with everything but it depends what it is your example of Final Fantasy is actually mm-hmm. pretty apt because obviously you remember the absolute furore that came out around Final Fantasy 13 yes. when people were saying like, oh, it's a crap game or just a, <laughs> it's, it's a linear corridor experience uh-huh. for a good 10 hours. But, and everyone was like, but when but it does open up, it. it's, the, it's the best game. And I'm like, 
you know what? I played that game through and I got to that 10 hour <laughs> mark and I was like, yeah, actually this is a much better game. But mm-hmm. why did I have to wait 10 hours to get it? Well, the thing is, I always have a thing with this because I, I, I always do, it's almost like the fry meme. It's like, I can't tell if over time I've Stockholm syndromed myself into accepting the negatives or I've actually discovered some positives. Like how much has the hype died down? How much has that curve smoothed over? How much have I, how much am I then engaging with the game on a more neutral base? And I, I mean, I try to go in open mind that I just mostly discard all marketing when mm-hmm. I go into stuff. Um, unless it is, like you said, a sequel, and maybe it's promising to answer things. And then something like Metal Gear Solid 5, you know, or, or Halo 5 being like, oh, we're going to answer these questions. And then they yeah. just don't. Then that's a factor. But um, yeah, I always go, I always have that sort of inner thought thing of like, oh, have I accepted these negatives and they're not that bad? Or have I just mm. like, is it actually that there are, it is getting better and it is more investing over time? Because um, I think something like where the investment is 10 hours or 15 hours, that's ludicrous. That's more yeah. than all the Lord of the Rings films combined. And at that <laughs> point, maybe you've just convinced yourself that it's better than it was like mm. at that amount of time invested um but yeah i mean i would just say get hands on time with the game until you identify its core mechanics and then you get a feel for whether you like it or not what would be lovely is if um video game developers started going back to the old school days of mm. demos like demos were mm. like the perfect way to actually understand what you were getting because it was a vertical slice that you could like be like oh cool i can now form an opinion based on what i've played mm-hmm. except if it's the case of brutal legend which was just not the case <laughs> that game i went back to that that's actually now one of my it's favorite really games good. of all time like, yeah. it's genuinely brilliant if you discard the marketing yeah. um, and just play it now if you play it on uh, series x or one uh, x now as well it's touched up it's actually like like 4k oh, 60 nice. frames a second for the most part it still dips you in a bit of combat but it's a lot mm. better than it used to be um and still like yeah totally worth it for the script and everything else um next question from blaze i've played through the majority of the yakuza series games that are now on game pass and mm-hmm. i want to know which full back tattoo in the game would you get oh <laughs> does it have to be from the game though yeah, if you want to make it which full back tattoo would you get feel free because for me it would just be uh, an unhatched egg with uh, angel's <laughs> wings uh, going around the sides of it, a snake coiled round the whole thing, right? Brilliant. And then just emer- like a bandolier of bullets, like just uh, draped just over Just full-on go- ghost recon artwork, the, uh, the guy I, that I, you're I, hunting down. I want every single piece of like <laughs> terrible tattoo combined into one. But I, t- I tell you what, if I was going to go for one from the game, it's the... Um, I don't know what type of, whether it's a demon or an ogre, but there's like mm. that uh, spiritual mask that they use a lot where it's like uh, the grinning demon and like... Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's not, not a like, Tengu mask. That's the that's, one with the, the That might nose. be what it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the one with the long nose. Yeah, yeah. Long nose, which um, uh, Matey Boy from Slipknot apparently um, the modeled after. Oh, is that what after. that's modeled on? Jim apparently Root, so. Maybe? Yeah, okay. I, th- I think that's what it was modeled after uh-huh. before it became... Something I know else a Tengu entirely. thing from Dead or Alive 2 because you could like you fight Tengu and I think you can oh, lock him yeah. at one point but he had a mask oh it's a Tengu mask but yeah uh, knowledge. yeah I'd, I'd have uh, one of those with maybe like a snake coming out of the mouth nice cool. I think for my, I mean the thing is in Yakuza as well it's like a known trope that characters pull off their entire upper half in one go oh yeah like yeah, even yeah. if you've got a three piece suit on you just sort of you're ready ready to fight you just whip it all off in one go they, so they, like, they, they all shop at the same uh, stripper sh- uh, suit outlet so it's <laughs> just kind of like <laughs> tags on the side <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah I think for me it would be so some weird gaming tribute thing it wouldn't be any it would be like just Metal Gear Solid to be honest just give me all the character you know when like every movie poster right now is every character jumping out of each other they're all just like yeah, actually yeah, yeah. it would be Mortal Kombat I would take a total back tattoo of the dragon from Mortal Kombat oh, somehow on fire I don't know how you use those glow in the dark inks or something. would it be the classic one like they're, they're, oh, um, with like on the coin behind it sort of thing I think so I was trying to think of the different yeah. eras of Mortal Kombat because the new movie one's actually pretty good but I think the mm-hmm. old like Mortal Kombat 11 when they came back and it was like the flamey fiery stony one I'd go with that it- 
may I suggest a back tattoo for you? You may. You like, may. Like, so I'll, I'll, you'll ask me for the uh, Mortal Kombat dragon, but what I'll actually draw is uh, <laughs> Sam Fisher giving you a hug. <laughs> Oh, I don't know if Sam Fisher needs a hug, to be honest. He's the, he's the only one left now. Like he said at the end of that DLC, he's like, I'm the only oh, one left. No, it's it's so like sad. Solid Snake's gone. He's an old man. Sam Fisher trying to be the only stealth. Ch- I guess to hit my agent 47, Sam Fisher, have a hug out. Might be yeah. all right. Might yeah, be yeah. all right. Next question from Carl McFadden. He got a PS5 and bought Demon Souls to fill the void of new games. Mm. It's their first Souls game, but they can't get to grip, can't get to grips with it at all. I don't think uh-huh. I'll be able to get good. And I don't think I want to. <laughs> now that's a, that's a, that's a shame because it's it is a very good game but you have mm. to remember as well mechanically this game obviously came before the um the Dark Souls games came mm-hmm. out so it is a bit clunkier even though they have remade it and they touched it up a lot it still is it's i would frame argue, for frame the same thing like yeah i would yeah. I, and as a result i would say that it's actually and please do not come at my door with pitchforks and burning <laughs> stakes um, it is an inferior game mechanically yes. to yes. most of the other from software titles so my friend what i would suggest to you is put down demon souls i know you've just spent a lot of money on your ps5 <laughs> and you want to play demons souls but go and pick up a copy of dark souls 3 that to me yeah. is the most exciting accessible one of the entire from software dark demons seki blood seki yeah like it's the most accessible one i would say and it's um got so many good mechanics it's still got a thriving uh online um pvp mm-hmm. uh, and support uh, database so i would say it's just the best way to Plus go. Plus as well, if you're on PS5, uh, Dark Souls 3 runs at 60 FPS, so it'll, oh. it'll run just as nicely, buttery smooth as uh, Demons. I will totally say that I didn't enjoy Demons at all, and I'm a huge Souls fan. Like, I um, played through all the Souls games, Bloodborne, Sekiro, even the side ones, Lords of the Fallen, whatever. Mm-hmm. And when I went back to Demons, I just, it looks gorgeous, but I remember playing it just thinking like, yep, this feels like the start of an entire series that got better and better, yeah. and I'm back at the start. Um, and it just, yeah, it felt super clunky. I think the boss battles are super memorable and stuff, but I, I can't say I enjoyed that game at all. I, I kind of hated it by the end. I was, I was just glad for it to be done. Interestingly enough, I've just uh, gone through and written an article today, as it happens, mm-hmm. on uh, what every Sekiro Shadows Die Twice fan thinks of every Sekiro Shadows nice. Die Twice um, boss. And looking at that game again, I'm like, God damn. <laughs> this is like, it's so liquid smooth. I mm-hmm. love that combat. And I'm, I'm so tempted to stop playing the games that I already know I have to play to go through that again. Uh-huh. So, which is a real I mean, shame. Sekiro is, that's the thing I would, re- I'd, I'd want to recommend Sekiro because it has a jumper and it has cutscenes, mm-hmm. it has a voiced mm-hmm. protagonist. It has all these sort of modernized elements that sort of quote unquote bring it up to speed, but it is the hardest and most ruthless if you can't get used to that like counter yeah. deflect combat. I don't know if my shout will be Bloodborne because you've got the dash and that sort of makes it a little bit faster but souls 3 on a ps5 at 60 fps is a, is a nice way to go um yeah. but know that you will come up against a very hard boss in the first like two minutes it's, oh yeah it's one of them <laughs> which i guess they all are really quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Um, next um, quick question, potentially from Dave. What are your thoughts on Outriders? Really impressed with it so far. Jules, have you touched Outriders yet? No, I have to uh, hold my hands up here. I've not actually played Outriders. I have seen okay. a lot of promotional footage for it, and I do remember the coverage that we did uh, previously on mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, from what I saw, I thought generic but fun. Totally. And I feel like that's a fair comment. So it's really so. weird because I feel like before launch, it was absolutely generic as hell. It just didn't look like it had anything going for it. It was very, I mean, it's made by People Can Fly who did Gears of War Judgment. So it was like, mm-hmm. okay, channel your gearsness and make us another gears. Mm-hmm. Um, Because it's Square Enix publishing. So it's like, I can see the business cogs whirring of like, well, there's yep. only a gears every few years. So let's get in on that. And also it's a four person uh, squad based online matchmaking thing, which you can also play single player. Um, because yeah, I mean, it's weird because beforehand it was super generic. And then when they announced it coming to Game Pass, I was like, okay, I get exactly why you've done that because it's mm-hmm. it's it's gonna at least make people give it a shot. And, uh, well, it, and I, it's a it's a blockbuster game. Through yeah, through. yeah, it's it's been it's been made for like five years or something in development. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean that's the thing. I will say that I because I'm I've played it, I've matched made a couple of times, but I'm playing it solo. Um and it's like it is weirdly I was gonna say it's weirdly impressive, but it's because of the new hardware. Like the actual mechanics right. are just stop and pop cover, gears award division style. Um, and the story at the minute is really, really not really basic, but it's it is like you know you're arriving on a planet, you need to survive. You're going up against these different factions, these mm-hmm. superhumans who also double as raid style bosses. Um, but performance wise, it's so fluid. Like it's just here's a third person shooter that just plays like butter, and it just goes. Um, and the the superpowers that you get and the loot and everything, all that stuff just flows. It's like the Borderlands loop. Um, so yeah, I would kind of just double that. Like my thoughts are that I'm impressed by it but it is also that generic game it's just that it's polished to a mirror sheen but there's um, nothing wrong yeah. with that though no. necessarily like uh, like you say uh, gears of war if you take a step back from it like there's uh, aside from what it did when it first dropped yeah. onto the um into the market it didn't really advance much beyond that like mm-hmm. it just was better more refined and more tweaked in some places mm-hmm. 
with so fatalities. I'm, I'm fine with a, like a continuation of that mindset of just being like a good, solid, well-made game that comes out on launch and doesn't have a litany of game-breaking bugs, well, but maybe just doesn't like change or break the, the formula. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. That's kind of the thing, funnily enough, with uh, speaking of bugs, is that their uh, servers were overwhelmed across the weekend. They've managed to put them back online across the last few days, sorry, and I think yeah. across the launch weekend as well. Um, the server was just completely offline, but they said they've had like unprecedented players over on Steam. Well, that's um, good for them. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And I think it's it's in like the, I think it's number four most played game on Xbox right now, something like that. Nice. Um, but it's weird. We haven't done much coverage on it because it looked so generic and throwaway, but then mm-hmm. because there's so little else out right now, it feels like everybody's gone, okay, fine, I'll play Outriders. Yeah. Um, and then, so I kind of wonder about playing a bit more of it and stuff. I did read that there's way more to the team composition stuff if you're playing like us four people, different elements and everything, but I haven't yep. done much of that stuff yet, but maybe I will in the future. MMMM, edit point, because I don't know where I was, but I'm in the audio, <laughs> so it's fine. Um, where was I? I was somewhere. So it's the Outriders here. question. Outriders, Outriders, Outriders. Oh, um, next question from Marcus the Thief. What's up, Gown hey, Hello dude. yourself. Um, what was your most hype? What was your most hyped game that instantly became a bitter disappointment? Mine was the dumpster fire that is Resident Evil Survivor. God, that god awful light gun Resident. Oh me meow! I have not <laughs> thought about Resident Evil Survivor in a long old while. Me meow. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, Meow's killer chef. Uh, so, oh jeez oh. i'm feeling the pain again from War that because bugs. i also want, wanted survivor to be amazing mm. and it was just so bad <laughs> it was just it was like eating um like wallpaper paste you were just kind of like ah oh, this is an experience i'm not enjoying it. it i'm not dying yet but yeah. it's not pleasant i never played survivor i uh, i played dead aim um i think that was the first one the uh yeah. the, the first like one my honestly my mind if i go with just gut feelings when someone says what's the most disappointed you've been by a game my mind actually goes to la noir and i know that a lot of people really love that but i just hated the interrogation mechanics i've talked about it a ton before but i yeah. just think that game is so fundamentally broken do you have anything that comes yeah. to mind my mine uh, is a weird one considering how much i rail on uh, like uh, <laughs> annual franchise games mm. uh, but it was a uh, WWE 2K19. Now, oh, the God. reason why is because at that point in time, I was living with my friend Mark, and uh, we used to play a lot of video games back in the day. Me, my friend Liam, and he used to like meet up. We'd like get SmackDown uh, to know your role, and nice. like here comes the pain, and all that other just like, bring classic it. games, and literally just have hours upon hours of making our own wrestlers and just having a blast on that. Mm-hmm. So when he was like, you know what, man, I think that I want to get back into this again. I want to play this. I was like. Me too, actually. I haven't had a wrestling game in so long. I'm going to go out, buy this on the first day of release, and we're going to sit down, make our wrestlers, and just have mm-hmm. a bloody good time like we did before. So I literally remember running, because I was on a run like uh, anyway. Uh-huh. And he reminded me, it's like, the game's out today, by the way, not tomorrow. And I was like, oh, brilliant. I'm out for a run. I'll go pick it up. So mm-hmm. I sprinted <laughs> to, to my local Asda, ran in there, you know, classic like uh, jogging gear on. Uh-huh. I was like, one copy of WWE 2K19, please. Like that. And they gave it to me. And I legged it back home with it in my hand and me and mark just sat there well what the worst thing was is we sat there and i was like oh i can't wait to play this one hour later after the (laughs) install had done i was like ah feeling a little less jazz but still hey look it's all all wrestling i was like where are the modes oh there's nothing to play on where are the character creator things? Because this is bad. And then the gameplay started and the glitches were so bad that even he, he and i were just sat there i was like I just spent, it's not even funny, yeah. I spent 45 quid on this, mate. He's like, you've been, you've been mugged off, pal. <laughs> I was just like, this is, 
this you've taken a day off work so that we could do this this is, a, uh, this is the worst waste of our time ever <laughs> i'm so disappointed that we put it back into the case we never played it again well i mean that was that was the because they could no, what 2k20 was the one that was like that was the, the bad that, that was, that was the, the worst one yeah, yeah that was the one where most of the development stuff left and then there was that whole uh few talking points from one of the ex-devs being like yep it really is that bad yeah and then for 2020 they took the year off and everything it's coming back this year apparently they're announcing something at wrestlemania it better um, be bloody good mate i'm just, telling just you have that. a stable frame rate like how hard yeah. is it i mean like I, I mean i don't know there's a whole the i'm not a wrestling fan anymore but like well, i a like casual wrestling fan but you still live and bleed the stuff mm-hmm. and uh that makes me think of you know the old the the, the original run like just bring yeah. it shut your mouth here comes the pain like just really over the top fun wrestling games that they've not done since what 2k 13 or something the worst thing is is that there are still animations that the hardy boys actually recorded for green screen for smackdown 2 that are still used the frame days are still using it it's like it's little you can tell as well oh my goody aunt it's weird because I, I like when you'd get each new one every year. Like back then, you would you would notice which things had been carried yeah. over. And I remember yeah. every year seeing how the tables would break. And oh, they got yeah. the tables. No, the tables still break in a perfect V because <laughs> oh, they still that. haven't got any physics for it. ECW Hardcore Revolution on the PS One did better breaking tables <laughs> for the first half of the 2000 SmackDown series. But um, anyway, the most yeah most disappointed you've been would be WWE. I, yeah, I'm going to go with Ali Noir, even though I know that it's a, a controversial pick. But I can't think of anything else that's been um, a massive deal that sort of let me down. Um, super quick question from alex king for mr jules favorite rock climbing slash biking adventure my favorite rock climbing. what <laughs> i wasn't oh. expecting that oh. wasn't expecting. um my favorite uh biking adventure would have to be uh when me what and claimed what this this will be it, my my first my first ever bike was uh, a, a bmx and i remember going down into uh the downstairs toilet of my uh, mum and dad's house and they were like there's a present for you in there for christmas and i opened it up and boom there it was a brand new bike and i was <laughs> nice. like oh this is amazing i remember telling the story because i thought it was the venus flytrap was the yes. present but it was actually the bike <laughs> you're like yeah like an idiot i just didn't see it just didn't think it was for me um <laughs> and i and uh, i remember my biggest adventure as a kid was i used to cycle around the industrial estate that was near our house and there was a big scrapyard there and there was a really aggy dog and i remember (laughs) like i cycled past it every time you rode past it'd be this big black dog and it'd just be like run alongside the the fence past the main doors and as far as it could follow you just barking and Mm -hmm. i used to go in circuits and just be like oh this is quite funny actually i'm not tormenting (laughs) the dog i didn't think i was you're fearing for your life i had a a very similar story but one of them with the dog was jumping and biting my seat yeah but one time The bloody doors were open because they were moving oh. some scrap in. And yeah. it turns out that it just didn't like cyclists. So when uh, I cycled past, I saw the dog starting to run. But then I also saw the owners running after the dog because they realized <laughs> that. And I just put, I just put like legs to pedals, mate. I was just going yeah. as fast as I can. And I couldn't tell if the dog had actually made it outside of that. All I heard behind me was screaming, shouting and barking. And I was like, ah! like escaping the explosion behind you. This isn't man. fun anymore. It's, um, um, yeah, in terms of like you know, BMX stuff and, and dog rides and stuff, like, yeah, I this little Rottweiler thing when I was tiny and I was just like out on my little bike, oh, oh Scott's got his little bike, I'll let him out for the first time by himself. And just like, yeah, this little Rottweiler came like bursting through the bushes that, yeah, must have got away from one of its owners and oh, jumped no. and latched onto my seat, um, which life scarred me for quite some time after that. Maybe that's how I got into games to be like, I just, I don't want to go outside anymore. I just want to stay inside. horrifying. <laughs> it was, it was like hanging off the side of this uh, BMX type thing. And I was like, I'm just going to stay inside where, where Sonic is, where there's no dog. I went, well, you can't hurt me. The um the only other thing that I've got is the uh, recent climbing thing from this Easter weekend <clears throat> is that uh, my girlfriend Kerry was just the absolute ledge that she is. 
she does um, outdoor rock climbing uh, much more than I've done. She's only mm-hmm. done it like a few times, but uh, I think it's called sports sport climbing is what you meant to call it. Okay. Um, she was just there, like, I was really struggling to get up and I couldn't get past like a certain bit of it. And like, mm-hmm. I do have a fear of heights, but I thought that this would be a great way to get me over. So I went up my first time, didn't get to the top, came down. She was like, oh, I'm going to have a go. And just watching her like Spider-Man right. climb her way up. I was like, this is genuinely impressive. You know, like when you're genuinely proud of like yeah. your partner, you're just kind of like, like holy shit. Like, 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 yeah. I could not do that. Well done. <laughs> like that was really, really well done. I've done like, I... I remember standing up and applauding. I was like, oh, this is actually amazing. <laughs> like saluting like this yeah. athletic <laughs> ability of it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've not done, I remember doing a bit, a little bit of rock climbing when we were in school, but my wife's done quite a bit of like bouldering, which just mm-hmm. sounds terrifying. Like, oh, like, you go oh, climbing without fun. any harness or whatever. I'm like, I'm going to fall and die. <laughs> like that's just, that's, that's right. I know that's everybody's immediate thought for that thing. But um, apparently if you do bouldering, like, yeah, the fact that you don't have a harness makes you grip on better. Yeah, makes yeah, you yeah. Better. yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure it does until I'm plummeting to my death. Well, we went with um, uh, Phil and Mim, uh, yeah. Phil from the uh, wrestling channel. Uh, he, <laughs> I remember climbing with him at the center in Newcastle and I was just like minding my own business, climbing up. And all I heard was just, well, and then just heard like a little <laughs> boom on the floor and turn around and Phil's like lying on his back, but he's got all of his like feet and hands in the air, like, like, a, cat that's, like a cat that's just kind of been like stunned and turned upside down. <laughs> and it was just like, you're right, Phil. And he's like, yeah. Like that. It, was just... <laughs> it's like, it is part of the territory. You sort of know going in that it could it could go that way you've got to fall at like one point just a distant whoop just yeah. just gone just sort of distant noise and <laughs> um, we will end on an actual gaming question or a gaming sure. related question from abby sparkles um do you think the tide Great is name. finally turning in favor of video game to movie slash tv adaptations um she mentions mortal Kombat, the last of us hbo series and says that it makes her hope for the future of adaptations in general well, as a man who has just done a uh, these movie these video game movies suck, uh, I can definitely say that we are on the up. I would yes. like you've got to look at the way that things are being treated now. I mean, even in recent years, we've had a few ropey um is terrible yeah and obviously we had like prince of persia back in the day Mm. anything by uh hoover bowl is pretty bad um but there have been some good ones like i didn't hate the tomb raider uh i tell you what i i didn't mind tomb raider um i really loved detective pikachu Um, oh yeah totally i sonic was fine i didn't like it anywhere near as much as rich did but like it's like it's fine it was it it was it set up the next the upcoming film really well and i thought that's going to be a good film not just a decent energy to Um, And like the Silent Hill, the first Silent Hill has always been one of my favorites. I've not gone back to it since I was younger. Maybe it's bad, but I like it. Can we we just discuss that film just for a second? Because (laughs) I feel like it's one of those things that divides the fan base so much. Like I was talking to uh, Joe, who does Uh the editing now for These Things Suck. He was saying like, he detests that film. And I'm on the uh, the camp where I like the visual aspects of it. But in terms of the placement within the game's narrative, it doesn't actually work because obviously the Mm. sexy nurses, pyramid heads, they're a manifestation (laughs) of uh james's uh um, oh, well, psyche yes so it wouldn't make sense for them to be just enemies in silent hill it has to be like you know what had, you're not wrong no relation- that, that has broken everything i never thought of that to be honest yeah but, sorry no no but, I mean, when, but when he rips <sighs> the skin off and throws that against the, um, does, the church that's the best bit that's the cool thing the thing is the thing the reason i always like the silent hill movie i forget what you call the director but one it's the music that the yeah. silent hill the main theme the actual main theme feels like the silent hill theme the way that mortal kombat's movie theme mm-hmm. has become the mortal kombat theme uh, even though that theme was made in the silent hills case was made for the movie um i like the music in it and um, the way it's shot the cinematography literally mimics a lot of the angles in the game like it's all mm-hmm. foggy aerial 
shots as as um I forget what you call the actress, uh Rona Mitra, maybe, um, is walking through the uh the city and uh, the town and everything. And I loved all that stuff. And then like, you know, on top of that icing on the cake is like some creatures from the games. It is yeah. quite spooky, it's relatively well paced, there's some nice little twists in it. And like you said, it's you've got to take it in the context of what it was releasing around, which like you said was the Uwe Boll years, yeah. where he was doing um that Blood Rain movie and Far Cry. Oh. And oh the, my god, the fact that Blood Rain got three <laughs> films that oh, upsets oh. me so much. Different actresses in each lead role, I think. I know, I'm sure like... Christiana Loken didn't stick around or came in later or whatever, but no, um, she had the comic, the good sense to get out, like... <laughs> just run for the hills. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I always, I thought, I've always thought Silent Hill is the only decent one back then, but now mm. I think we're on a decent roll. Mortal Kombat looks phenomenal, and that's out oh, in a couple of weeks. I hope they, they nailed that. I'm just, I'm praying for that to go well. It, the, the, I do have a worry about it, that all the TV spots and all the trailers have only shown the same footage. And I wonder if they've mm. put the budget into a certain set of shots and the rest might look a bit ropey. I, I really, truly hope not because the cast is phenomenal and the energy or, around it is great. Or it's just filled with so much dialogue and only about 10 <laughs> minutes of action. Like that. That's the other thing, like Godzilla versus Kong. Like everyone's, oh my God, mm. it's two hours of all this madness. No, it's not. It's two fight scenes. And like, it's fun. But if you total it up, it's an hour and a half of nothing and then half an hour of fun. It's just, I, we, want, I want all the fun. All the if fun. we look at the um, uh, the Borderlands film as well, that's got great potential. Mm, like, yeah, the cast is insane really for that as well. That's the thing. If they can make this anything like how like the Jumanji films revitalized mm. like a dated concept and made it fun and silly mm-hmm. and self-aware, if they can carry across anything like that, then this then Borderlands will be in safe hands. Mm-hmm. It'll be absolutely perfect. But yeah, I do think that we're on, um, like you said, we're, we're part of like, you know, where the tide is turning kind of thing. I would, like mm-hmm. I said, I would still, t- I totally enjoyed Detective Pikachu. I think it falls apart a little bit at the very end, but like mm-hmm. it was enjoyable. They're way more recommendable than any of the 2000s stuff because um, yeah. that was just utter uh, slop. But um, yeah, here's to Mortal Kombat, maybe being the new standard or something because like, be great. so far everything about that seems cool. Um, but yes, for now, this has been the Untitled Banner Podcast. Thanks to everybody for sending in their questions. We'll catch you guys all next week. For now, I've been Scott Tilford, joined by Jules Gill. Thanks for having me. And we'll catch you next time. UBP. 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 Yeah. <laughs> we don't even say goodbye anymore. No, no, because people just wait for that classic theme to hit and boom, they're the out of there on a high. They just walk out of their, their office and they're like, ba da screw you, boss. The Flugginson <laughs> account, you can shove that right up your tailpipe. You can keep your TPS reports. I'm done. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 